Welcome to another episode of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of never-ending opportunities and merging ecosystems with world-renowned entrepreneurs and influencers. Now, here's your host, David Harder. From the production studios of Epic Financial Strategies here in Red Bank, New Jersey, we are Infinity X, giving a stage and microphone to human excellence in the constant pursuit of creating infinite sales opportunities by giving a stage and microphone to people that are doing things that you want to understand and you want to see more of what they are up to. Welcome, everybody, to Infinity X for this Tuesday, July 19th. And um, we got the rebirth of a legend, right? We got one of the original members, um, you know, uh, uh, folks who, who joined us when at back at the very, very beginning of Infinity X, we have M the debt buster himself. We have Murray Bolieu joining us this evening. Murray, how you doing, brother? Still above ground, man. Good to see you. Good to see you, too, man. Happy to see that you're above ground. A lot of <laughs> you're up to a lot of amazing, amazing things. And folks, this is M Murray Bolieu. Uh, the company and the program is Debt Buster. And, and, and what we're going to walk through this evening and what Murray is going to share is really, really a shift in mindset for not only the business owner, not only the person who is looking to accelerate wealth, but also those that are looking to try to navigate relatively challenging times. And folks, replay on weareinfinityx.com and we are InfinityX YouTube. And, um, you know, Murray, we've, we've gotten to know one another brother, um, over the past couple of years. I've, I, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to call you my friend. Um, but what I would love is because as you know, you can't know where you're going unless you know where you're from. So <laughs> if you would, if you would do, um, the good folks out there, uh, uh the, the good for uh, the good service of just sharing with them a little bit of your background, background, where you're from and, um, you know, uh, and, and what led you up to the career path that you chose. Sure. So uh, thanks for having me, Dave. Good to see you. Great to be here. Um, this is a great show. I was one of the, uh, I think it's one of the first five shows you did. You were. You know, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And you come a long way. So well done. Thank you. Um, Thank anyway, um, it's a great ecosystem to be in. So I encourage everybody to, to hang out with Dave more often because it's some amazing guests to so go back and look at his archives. Holy cow. Um, so uh, just to start off with, uh, you know, plastic surgery used to be a taboo subject. But now when you mention Botox, nobody raises an eyebrow. <laughs> Hey, uh, you're a Tony Robbins uh, fan, right? That's called uh, Breaking the State. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, let's get serious, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I was uh, I went to Notre Dame. Go Irish. Uh, Sir. In the Army five years as a logistics officer. Uh, left as a captain. Uh, served some time in the uh, Cold War. About 20 minutes from the Russian front. It was pretty exciting. Uh, and um, had a 35-year career in uh, high-tech manufacturing, high-tech electronic manufacturing, starting off in the manufacturing end and then ending up in the financial management of factories, equipment, labor, overhead, uh, ending the last 17 years uh, at three different Fortune 500 companies. The last 17 years, I was at a $15 billion semiconductor company that no one's ever heard of. Uh, but we, I was the controller and we, you know, we had nine figure budgets that we we're managing. And luckily I had a lot of smart people working for me. We had, we, we saved a lot of money, tens of millions of dollars. And it wasn't me, it was them. I was just the guy who was the extroverted talker and they did all the work. Mm -hmm. So it was great. The reason I'm telling you that, you know, we had cutting edge system. This is semiconductors. You know, what does all right, Dave, like yes. computer chips, right? If you look at a motherboard on a, I mean, computer chips are in more, they're getting more and more dense. You know, there's, there's, there's in cars, you, you hear about the automotive supply chain chips. problems with chips because there's so much electronics in cars now, mm -hmm. you know, 20 years ago, not so much, but now everything is driven by electronics. So anyway, uh, the point there is we had high tech stuff. We had Intel calling us, asking us how we manage the finances of our factory um, it's a unique manufacturing process. And despite all that, 
Okay, here's the irony. The reason I'm telling you that is not to brag, but despite all that, I did not know how a mortgage was calculated, exactly. how mortgage interest was calculated. And that was an embarrassing moment. And I figure if I, who was in the finance space, didn't know this, there's other people who don't know it. And I, you know, as I live day to day, I, I'm finding that not many people know the reality of what they're really paying. Yeah. And Murray, can I play in that space for a second? Because now, when did you have that epiphany that you <clears throat> understand that? Was it while you were on the job? Was it after you, after you got off the job? What did that look like? Very embarrassing. Okay. So thank you for asking, actually. Uh, so I had refinanced three times uh, while I'm you know, in the job. I've lived here 25 years. Every time I've refinanced, I was looking to do one thing. Dave, you know what that is, right? Get a lower payment. Lower payment. Yep. Right? Yep. That's what 90% of people are doing, I think. I think it's safe to say. And But I didn't look at this other stuff happening. You know, I really didn't look at the whole picture of what, what I was doing. Got some bad advice. At the end of the day, it was my responsibility. Uh, I ended up using some of the money to help pay for my kid's college, which was ludicrous. That's a whole other story. Mm. College, college expenses. Holy cow. Yeah. But anyway... Uh, so I, I took an early retirement three years ago, and now I'm going to look at the now I'm looking at the mortgage from a different angle than I was when I was just trying to get lower payments. Now I'm looking at it like, when am I going to pay this sucker off? I've been living here 25 years. Yeah, and that's when I had the epiphany that I was an idiot, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize that I wasn't going to pay it off until I'm 80. Oh my! God. And I've been here 25 years. Sure. So. Yeah. Uh, and and then I looked deeper and I saw the interest I was really paying, even though I did get a little bit of a benefit because I had lower monthly payments, which gave me more cash flow. Cash flow is important. Yep. Right. And I did use the cash flow for good things and not just go buy more motorcycle. I never right. had a motorcycle, but stuff total, like that. It wasn't a total lost opportunity cost there. Right. You did do. Okay. Yes. Yep. Uh -huh. yep. But people need to know what they're getting into. And, you know, when you're closing you know, at a, at a refinance or buying a home, you got a stack of six inches, right? Of paper. And the guy's handing you this and you got to sign it. No one has time to read all that crap, right? You're just signing it. And they're giving you a truth and lending statement is stuffed in the middle strategically, hoping that you'll miss it. And if I'd have looked closer at that, I'd have seen that, you know, I was really on the four and a half percent mortgage. Okay. Listen to this. This is, this is key on the four and a half percent mortgage. Uh, if I pay the whole mortgage off over 30 years, I'm actually going to be paying somewhere in the neighborhood of 70%. Whoa. 70%. Now I'm talking the volume of interest you're paying as, as it relates to the amount you borrowed. So I borrowed, let's say I borrowed 200 grand. At that rate, that would be, a, I would end up paying 340 grand. Is that right? Something like that for a, uh, you know, for the mortgage. In other words, 70%. Of, of what I borrowed, I'm going to have to pay back, not four and a half percent. That right. is a key learning point. If anybody, anybody who has a mortgage needs to hear that again. Okay. If you refinance recently, particularly a 30 year mortgage, because the effect is more staggering. Here's the, here's the secret sauce, Dave. Ready? So banks have figured out that the average mortgage lasts about five to seven years, right? And at, at which time people either refinance or they move. So they crafted this formula called an amortized closed-end loan. And if you look at the formula, you need to have a PhD in PhD-ness to figure out what the friggin' numbers mean. Buried yeah. in the formula of about, you know, it looks like hieroglyphics is the interest rate you, that they signed you up for. Right. But the output is such that you know the true the total interest percentage, which we call the tip, the total interest volume. They don't want you to know that, but I can tell you it's a lot more than the interest rate they're quoting you. And if that's not bad enough, it's skewed toward the beginning of the mortgage. You ever notice that? I don't know if you ever looked at your sure, of course, right? Yeah. And why do they do that? Because they know after seven years, most people are going to be sell, or you're going to refinance, or you're going to do yeah, yeah, you're going to do something. That, you know, is going to trigger the fact that it's like having term insurance, Murray, right? Most people <laughs> outlive the term life insurance. And so mm -hmm. what do they do? They keep, they keep the money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but 3% of people claim in term claims. I mean, it's, yeah. that's, that's kind of a, well, we won't talk about that. That's your, <laughs> that's your wheelhouse. Um, so, yeah. So that was, uh, that was quite enlightening. 
Uh, it was like the lowest point in my professional career when I made that discovery. Uh, I got physically ill, seriously, and it was a real hard conversation with my wife. I'm the finance guy managing you know, the home finances, and I really feel like I dropped the ball. So uh, I would encourage everybody to go look at their amortization schedule if they haven't already and look at the interest they're really paying. Dave, we are conditioned as a society to think rate and payment, Yep. rate and payment. And it's not like the real answer is not, can I make the payment, which is, that's what they're trying to make you focus on. Can I make the payment, you know, 0% down now and you don't pay us for two years. Well, they're going to friggin' nail you. They're not doing that, you know, to, to, to make you feel better, but, you know, because we're thinking rate and payment, we're, we're, we're overlooking the key question, which is what does this really cost? Right. And in order to know that, you need to know how the interest is calculated. Now, here's, a, here's key point number two. You ready? I hope people are taking notes. First key point is how mortgage is calculated. Right. Murray, by the way, let me just put out to the folks, if you have a question for Murray at any point during the course of the, the course of the conversation, please put it into the chat. I'll hit that. Um, everybody's obviously going to stay on mute, but I'll hit that in, in a few minutes. And by the way, replay on weareinfinityx.com, weareinfinityx YouTube. Back to you, Murray. Point awesome. So know what you're paying on your mortgage, uh, particularly if a 30-year, it's really not what you think it is. Uh, it, to the point where I'm going to say this, uh, um, I think it's almost borderline criminal that they get away with calling a 4% loan a 4% loan when you're paying 70%, you know? And I, I've talked to mortgage guys who do this for a living. I was on a call with a mortgage guy and they, they've refinanced people for 20 years and they were, she was physically crushed when I told, showed her the math. She didn't know this. This is her, this is her business. business and, she didn't and, know. She's, and she didn't know, it. she's a great person. And I, obviously, I'm not going to use her name, but she says, God, I feel so bad for these people. And it's not like it was a total loss, but people don't know what they don't know. you know. And I know real estate guys that don't know this either. So uh, imagine how the value you can give your clients if you were in the mortgage or real estate industry, how, if you can explain that to them. I mean, you, you're going to need a mortgage. So everybody who gets a mortgage has the same issue. But if you're the guy who can point that out, you're going to be the hero to, to, the, to your clients, right? So getting back to the second point, I wonder, and this, this is something else I discovered as I dug into this. Every type of debt has terms and interest rates, but the formula for determining what you pay is different for every type of debt. And that's something that people, I kind of knew that, but I didn't think of it in that term. Okay. So so essentially what you're saying is that the calculation for interest on a credit card is different than the calculation for interest on a mortgage. You nailed it. Now I know intuitively, you know that, but you don't mm. think of it like that, you know, but like on a credit card, there is one good thing about that is that you get 30 days of free money. If you pay the whole bill off, you pay zero interest. Right. But if you make the minimum payment on a credit card every month, the formula is calculated so you'll never get out of debt. <laughs> I hate to laugh, but it's like uh, no. your, your, your end date of paying off is infinity, you know, because it's uh, and not infinity X, it's infinity um, <laughs> right. because you're paying like 1% of the outstanding balance plus interest. And if you look at that, it's like, you'll never pay that off. And that's what they want you to do. They want you to make the minimum payment because they want you to stay in debt because that's how they make money. So, 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 so let's, let's, carry that forward. So mortgage interest is completely different than credit card interest, which is completely different than a car loan, which is completely different than student debt interest, which is completely different than a line of credit uh, interest, which is completely different than blah, 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 blah. Now, you don't know that. You know, most people don't know that. I didn't know that for, until two or three years ago. And so you can't compare a, like a 3% mortgage with a 3% line of credit because it's completely different underlying math. Yep. I can tell you that a line of credit has much more favorable interest rate calculation than a mortgage. Mortgage is about the worst because it's not only the biggest debt you have, but the calculation is, is so brutal and how much interest you actually pay. It's a closed end amortized loan. A line of credit is an open-ended uh, simple interest calculation based on average daily balance. Completely different math than a mortgage, right? You with me? Yep. Yep, and so, totally. so there's a way, and you can do this on your own. You can borrow money from, uh, from a uh, favorable calculation like a line of credit 
to accelerate paying off your mortgage, which has an un- which has a brutal calculation. You could accelerate the payments to cancel out interest. And so you're leveraging one type of debt to pay off the other. This is the concept that banks use every day. Sure. Banks are great at making money. Here's point number three. Banks are great at making money from money. And they have complex algorithms going on so that they're squeezing every penny out of every penny they have. And they're earning interest. Okay. And they're making money off you. The banks, the banks historically and currently have the greatest velocity on a dollar of any institution on the planet. It's unbelievable when you see how much money that banks make off of leverage off of other money. It's, it's insane. That's what you mean by velocity. That's a great, so you go into a little bit more detail on velocity. Cause I like that. Say that again uh, in a yeah. different way. So banks are, banks are one of the biggest owners of life insurance on the planet, right? Ooh. They have, Billions of dollars of life insurance, and what do they do? They use deposits as collateral for dump-ins to, to for dump-ins to insurance. And what do they do? They lend that out at high rates on things like mortgages, things like credit card debt, etc. And they're getting a higher velocity on that dollar because they're earning money where they lent it, and they're earning money in the insurance at the exact same time. That's brilliant, man. I <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that kind of detail, but I yeah. knew overall. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give an example that everybody knows that's kind of lines up with what you just said. So, Dave, do you have a checking account? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> so how much, how much interest does the bank pay you on that? Absolutely zip. Absolutely zero, which is the industry average. <laughs> so, <laughs> so of course, right there, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're turning around and they're loaning that out to somebody. Yeah. They're taking your money, which they're paying you zip, yeah. and they're loaning it out to somebody in ter- you know, in, by way of credit card debt or personal loan or a mortgage or, or a whole bunch of different opportunities where they can make money and pay you nothing. It's called interest rate arbitrage. Mm-hmm. That's a simple example that I think everybody, and by the way, they have another feature called fractional reserve banking where they can do that 10 times with one, with one of your dollars, they can load it out to 10 different people. Unbelievable. Man. So um, they're good at making money with money, right? Yeah. yeah. And newsflash, they may not be acting in your best interest all the time. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of banking concepts going on, uh, you know, sp- sweeping, um, float, um, I- interest rate arbitrage. We talked about strategic payoff. Yep. And so all these things are going on. And um, you as the consumer need to understand, uh, you don't need to understand the math. You don't need to understand the details on that. But you just have to know that there's a reason why that banks, the largest building in any city you drive through usually has a bank name on it. I don't know if you ever noticed that. Absolutely, every time. And particularly uh, annoying is the fact that most of the stuff can be done virtually now, and yet they still have these <laughs> friggin' huge buildings, right? I mean, what yep. kind of margins are they making? Good grief. <laughs> yeah. We got in our little town here in New Hampshire, we have, uh, it seems like we have a bank going in on a corner about every two weeks. You know, it's just, that's all we need is another Mexican restaurant and a bank. <laughs> all, seems like all we have here. Anyway, um, so it's important to people to understand how much they're really paying. And, an under, and, and at a high level, the real amount of interest they're paying, depending on what they're, on what they're doing, so they can make good decisions. And let me give you an example of a peeve of mine that is hurting people because of their misunderstanding of debt, Okay. So I wish I had a nickel for every time somebody came to me and said, gosh, I just got refinanced at, at 2%. That's like free money. Oh, yeah. But it's not free money, pal. You go look at what you're really paying. Yep. I mean, if you were really paying two cents on the dollar, that would be great. But that's not what you're paying. You're, in that case, he's probably paying about 40%. So that's dangerous yep. because the, the, they take it to the next step and they say, why would I pay off my 3% mortgage when I can make 6% on this stock or something? You know? Sure, sure. So if you just look at interest rates and if you assume the math is the same, why would you? But the reality is the 3% mortgage, yeah. you're paying really 60%. And you know, by, I'm going to argue that if you can pay off a 60% interest that you owe, is, is the equivalent of making 60% on, a, on an investment. Plus, there's no taxes on what you save on paying off interest early. Whereas 
Right. And by the way, and, and by the way, the Fed, <clears throat> federal government also puts a cap on the amount of mortgage interest that you can write off now, too. That's right. right. It's not unlimited anymore. You know, that's so right. That even caps you out even further. That's right. And so the, the other argument that I get, let's let's take that argument, too, is, um, uh, well, I need it's OK. Mortgage that I get, I get to write it off, you know, but why you still have a big chunk of it, even if you could write it off, even some amount you could write off, which is not as much as you used to. Mm -hmm. It still doesn't justify paying 70 percent interest just so you could save, you know, right off 10% or something. You're still paying a, a whole lot of interest. So, excuse me. Wow. Um, geez, how unprofessional. Um, anyway. Um, Only for the best on it. Jeez. Wow. I so uh, I told my, my wife, I thought she used too much uh, eye makeup. She looked surprised. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> King Murray, I swear to God, folks, we are Infinity X stage and microphone with human excellence in the form of Murray Bolio. It's the concept is debt buster. And we're just going through his journey and the epiphany of the discovery that, you know, even the sharpest minds in finance and the sharpest minds in general um, are overlooking the finite details of things as, you know, what we deem to be as simple as mortgage interest, right? And the, the lack of real understanding about debt. Replay at weareinfinityx.com. We are InfinityX YouTube. Question for Murray, please put it in the chat. So, and so Murray, you have this, you know, you have the epiphany, right? And then you take, um, you know, you took the early, you took the early retirement package from your organization. And yes. what, what did you decide to do? What'd you do next? Um, before I answer that, I want to, I want to stick my thumb in the wound a little bit more on, 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 on debt. Okay. Just, sure. but that's, I, I want to answer that, but think about the interest you're paying on a debt. Okay. Regardless of what it is, let's talk, let's think about mortgages because most people have a mortgage and that's the biggest thing. The money you pay on interest, you don't get back. Mm. It's just gone. It's not helping you reduce principal at all. It's pure bank profit. Yep. Now, if that doesn't irritate you, the two highest expenses you have in your life on average for the average person are what? You probably know this, Dave. I mean, one of them you can't avoid and the other one you're probably not going to be able to avoid. Right, right. Well, taxes. Taxes. And, and interest. interest. Yep. Okay. So I'm not going to help you much with taxes here, but, but interest is one of the biggest things you're going to pay. And any interest you pay, you don't get back. And the interest you are paying puts you on a contract with the person you borrowed it from, and you can't get out of that contract until you pay that debt off. Think of the opportunity cost of that, that people overlook. That is preventing you from investing in some asset that could get you a return. Yeah, you know that is that that could prevent you from from retiring early. That could prevent you from traveling, visit your family, from doing things you want to do with your money. There's a huge opportunity cost when you're paying somebody else interest. Go ahead, Dave. What I was going to say is that uh, you know uh, I think U.S. News and World Reports did a study. I think they were the ones that did the study. It was like 2017 or 18 or something like that. But they identified. They said the average American household loses. Anywhere between, on average, two to five million dollars during the life cycle of that household to lost wow. opportunity cost. Yeah. Wow. I mean, when you think about it, it's. I mean, because it's not only money that flowed off my balance sheet, but it's also what's the rate of return that I could have achieved? Yes. Money that flowed off my balance sheet as That's well. Right. You know? That's right. That's right. So. And you and Dave is the kind of guy who can show you ways to get a return on that, right? So he's just the guy you need to talk to. But anyway, the opportunity cost is something that people overlook. So there's a lot of reasons why. I'm going to ask this simple question. If there was a way, ready? Here's the, here's the uh, elevator line, ready? If there was a way where you could eliminate all your debt, including your mortgage, in as little as five to seven years without changing your lifestyle, your budget, or your cash flow, wouldn't you want to learn a little bit more about that? Ooh. Who, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now who's going to say no folks, it, it, ask yourselves the honest question, right? If you had the opportunity to eliminate negative amortization based debt, right? Money flowing off your balance sheet interest that you, you know, you have a cap on the write off, right. And, or you're not writing off at all in five to seven years without changing a lifestyle in any way, shape or form, would you sign up for that? 
Or would you at least want to learn more? You want to learn more. Yeah. My answer is yes. I would want to learn a little bit more about that. Yeah. So that's what happened to me. So uh, when I got out, when I left my day job three years ago, I was entrepreneuring on LinkedIn. Yep. As, as you know, I'm a big LinkedIn fan. Oh, yeah. Um, connect with me on LinkedIn, by the way. That'll be one of our calls to action. Yeah, and folks, um, by the way, Murray is a Jedi Knight in the space of LinkedIn, but 20,000 20, followers or something? 18 and a half. Uh, 18 and a half, yeah. 18 and a half connections. I have over 20,000 followers, yeah. Guys, that doesn't grow on trees. You know, I mean, 20,000 followers and 18,000 connections means that there is a massive ecosystem there, right? But go ahead, Murray. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Everyone should be on LinkedIn. It's a great, it's, if you want to fish, that's where the fish are, right? So I met a guy on LinkedIn, Mike, I hope he's on the call. Um, and I was trying to sell him something. <laughs> and he, post, you know, he, we started to get to know each other. And he says, you got to look at this program. And Mike happened to be, by the way, not only a former mortgage guy, but he also sold insurance. Hmm. And, uh, but that he didn't, we didn't even talk about that. We just talked about debt. Yep. And uh, there is, uh, he introduced me to an award-winning program um, and it's not just any award. Um, there's a company called Ernst & Young, which is one of the largest accounting firms in the world. You've heard of Ernst & Young, right? Yeah, of course. So I knew Ernst & Young because they were my auditor for uh, 30 years. You know, they were in my underwear six months of the year <laughs> as, a, as a manufacturing finance guy, right? And, you know. So they really knew you intimately. <laughs> they knew me intimately, man. And uh, my goal was to get them out of my office so I could do the work, you know? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I didn't know they had this thing called Entrepreneur of the Year Award. So they gave the company behind this program I'm going to tell you about with Entrepreneur of the Year Award in 2008 um, because of the disruptive nature of this program and because of how much benefit it is to the to the consumer, to the client. This is a program which will elim- which will do exactly as I just mentioned. It will eliminate all your debt without uh, changing your lifestyle or um uh, your budget or your cash flow or without refinancing or debt consolidation or without getting a second job. Okay. And the best analogy I know is it's like a financial GPS. Financial GPS. I love that. And it will get you to where you want to go, which is debt free as fast as mathematically possible. It's just using math. And there's a reason I brought up all that stuff in the pre- preamble here. It's using the same banking principles that banks use Hmm. only on your behalf in the background. There's 35 pages of banking algorithms. The guys who wrote this, the guys who created this program uh, hired a bunch of NASA engineers, no joke. And, you know, college math PhDs. And uh, they put, they spent a lot of money and they, they kind of recreated. It's like having your own bank. uh, And it will, the second thing it does is it knows the type of debt you have. And it knows the different math behind all the debts you have, right? In terms of and like the calculation for the interest rate and everything, Maria? hundred percent. That's right. So it, it recognizes you put in your income and your, and your expenses. It's like a cash flow management system. Hmm. And it will tell you where to move your money, just like a GPS, to eliminate debt as fast as possible, just using math and just using all you have. It doesn't require you to stop to sell your car and ride a bicycle. It doesn't require you to live on beanie weenies. This is not Dave Ramsey. This is um, you don't have to get a second job, and um, you, it's just you just follow the steps, and it's a living dynamic system. It recalculates just like a GPS. Wow. If you're driving down the road and the bridge is out or the traffic jam, the G, the GPS will tell you it will reroute you. Take the next right. Right. You still got to move the wheel. Hmm. But the GPS is telling you how to get there the fastest way. And oh, it, so, so the program, so it sounds like the program also has like a, a level of data aggregation intelligence in there too. So you can like link to certain things that you're doing in there to, so, and it automatically will update for that. You can, you can choose that option um, or you can do it manually. Basically you just update it with what you actually did. If you can do online banking, mm-hmm. you can do this. Okay. So you basically have your online banking maybe once a week. You have this program, you just tell the program what happened that week. And you just, you know, it, it, it's like a cash flow thing. It looks like a checkbook. Yeah. Okay. And you, you, it'll get to some points where now it says, okay, now you got to do this. 
most of the time you're telling the program what actually happened. And then it's going to get to a certain point where it says you have enough, you know, you have enough uh, discretionary income mm-hmm. built up. Now we know what you, what expenses are coming down the road. Cause you've input your expenses, you've input your debt, and then you've input your income. It knows when you're going to get paid. It knows, you know, what expenses are coming up, what debts are coming up. And it says every once in a while, and you, it changes all the time, uh, you know, on July 23rd, based on where everything is, you're going to move $326.19 from checking to MasterCard XYZ. Oh, man, that's amazing. And that's- it, will, it, will, it will figure out of all the debts you have. It really, it doesn't matter how many you have. And it really shines when you have more than one, because if you have more than one debt, how do you know which one to pay off first, you know? And it's taking into consideration, okay, you're moving that $319.27 from this account over to the Amex card or whatever it is, but then it understands what type of interest that you might get charged and when on the Amex card. And so it strategically would then have you pay the Amex card or whatever it is prior to getting hit with that interest charge or something. Is that, am I on the way? It it has all the math built into it. Yeah. So it knows, it'll look, it'll look at all your debt. That's, that's and it'll figure out which one is going to be the biggest bang for your buck to get rid of first. Mm. And it could change if life changes. And it's not always the, the one with the highest interest rate. Okay. It, it, that's a factor. Mm-hmm. But depending on the math, like we've talked about, some things may hurt you more than others. Some things may help you to get rid of it, to free up the money that was going to debt A, and now debt A is gone. So the money that was going to debt A can now accelerate paying off debt B. So it, re- and it reacts in real time. So you're not stuck in a static spreadsheet. So you can add people, people sign up for this because it eliminates debt and it does it really, it, it does it optimally. Okay. Optimally using cutting edge math, but they really like it even more because it has the ability to predict the future. So you can put in what if scenarios. What if I want to buy a car in two years? What if I want to go on vacation next year? Mm-hmm. So you can put these things in and, and it will recalculate. And you can know the cause and effect of every financial decision you make before you make it. Isn't that incredible? It, it might put you out of business, Dave. It's like a financial advisor in a box. Nah, it's not going to do anything <laughs> like that, my brother. I can tell you that because- No, I won't. I'm, I'm, but- it, But Corey, what's going through my mind also is you've seen the Epic Wealth Builder as well. And what we do also is run those what if calculations, but we do it taking into consideration, hey, what if inflation changes? What if tax rates changes? When you couple something like what you're referring to with what we do. That'd be huge. You're you're talking acceleration there. That would be very huge. Um, So a quick story. Uh, If Brian is on the phone, uh, on the call here, Brian is my senior partner. Hmm. He, he does all the trainings. You got to hear this story. So Brian and his wife, Brooke, are massive coffee drinkers, apparently. Yeah. And I'm going to get some of the details incorrect, but the thrust of the story is going to be correct. Yeah. Apparently, they went to Starbucks a heck of a lot. <laughs> and apparently, they always bought the large. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, some people are real big coffee drinkers. And so keep in mind, Brian is a senior level guy in the, in this, the company I, I work with. He's an equity partner. And he, you know, but his wife is the one who uses the program. Okay. Uh, Which is cool. So um, his wife said, you know, I'd like to, I'm thinking about buying you a $500 super espresso, you know, does everything you could possibly imagine coffee maker. And he goes, no way we can't afford that. (laughs) And so she turned the computer around. Oh, I know where this is going. And she input, she goes, look at this, look at these numbers. And I'm going to, I'm going to get the numbers a little bit wrong, but the concept is still going to be right. So Brian, I apologize in advance if you're watching. Um, it's something along the lines of here's the cost of the mach- of the coffee machine. And she put it in, mm-hmm. it recalculated and pushed their debt out further mm-hmm. because that's $500 that they weren't expecting. Right. Mm-hmm. But it reacted to it. It's not like the end of the world. It, it can react to real life events, but she also went into their budget and reduced the Starbucks budget. <laughs> <laughs> by whatever, you know, by some amount to compensate because they didn't have to go to Starbucks. I, I'm, I think they're still going to Starbucks, but not as frequently. Right, right. And so the net result of all that, and it was proven in the numbers in the dashboard is I think they saved like nine months of debt 
Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. Some number, six months, whatever it was, it yeah. justified the payment of the buying the coffee maker. And it actually, you know, she, she sweetened the pot by saying, you know, I'll, I'll off, even offer to make the coffee for you in the morning. And so they get together every morning, they do a little prayer and stuff. It's such a great story. Um, but you can, you can project stuff like that. I had another guy who changed his phone bill because he wasn't using all his Verizon minutes, right? And so he dropped down from the $150 a month plan to the $120 a month plan. I wouldn't know and, anything about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you don't have to do this. You yeah. don't have to change your lifestyle, but you have the tools to evaluate in advance what would happen if you did. He had been using it for a year. He loved it. But then he started seeing what was possible. And he, he must have saved like four months of debt by doing that. And so he did that. But he knew he could see before he did it what the benefit was. So um, I ran. So just to close the loop on me, I ended up buying. I was a client first. And I'm going to save. We, we ran the numbers. We run the numbers for everybody. And I'm, I'm projected to save one hundred and ten thousand dollars. Wow. One hundred and ten thousand dollars on uh, mortgage interest. Yeah. Um. And, and even better, Dave, even better than the money is the time. I'm 64. Yeah. I can't afford, you know, time, you know how it is when you get older, time is more important. So I'm going to cut my debt from 30 years to seven hmm. and without changing my lifestyle. Now, I'm actually going to beat that. But without changing my budget or my lifestyle, just follow the steps. It's just using money. It's using all my it's using all the money. Everything I have is being, you know, it's like putting everything on alert. You know, all my accounts are being used. You know, uh, there's nothing sitting around doing nothing. Every, every penny I have is either earning interest or canceling interest. So it's, uh, and it's using these banking principles on my behalf. And I don't have to know the banking principles. I just have to follow the steps, you know? So it's pretty cool. And they guarantee the number seven years. So it's a no-brainer. At least run the analysis, I would, I would recommend. Right? We are InfinityX.com. Replay, we are InfinityX.com. We are InfinityX YouTube. Stage and microphone with human excellence. This is Murray Bolio, the program that he's referring to. We refer to it as Debt Buster. Um, a financial GPS, a debt reduction GPS, where smart technology right? will identify. Folks, we've talked about so many things here tonight. We talked about the different calculation of interest rates on debt. Many of us, many, 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 many people are completely unaware mm. of what that calculation actually looks like. We just think, okay, there's debt, there's interest. No, they, not, not all interests are created equal, obviously, mm. right? So mortgage interest is different than home equity line interest, which is different than credit card interest, which is different than car loan interest. And as a result, you have to be able to keep up with that. But who the hell has the time to be able to do that? Right. right and, right. you know, we want to think about it. You know, if you look at today, folks, right, national inflation, my mm. food and energy, 9.1%. I would mm. make the argument that we are in double digit inflation right now. Mm. And, you know, Interest being credited to me on my assets in traditional banking is next to nothing, right? Mm. Now, are interest rates rising a little bit? Yes, they are. They have to offset this inflation in one way, shape, or form, but they're not doing it as anywhere near to the degree as aggressively as they could. And But I also don't think that they want to accelerate us into the Great Depression Part 2. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would make the argument that they might have been a day late and a dollar short to making those decisions. But the wealth erosion on your dollars is massive right now. Everybody's talking about you have to keep up with the Joneses. Well, the Joneses are inflation, right? So if if you identified that your wealth in your checking account is being because, you know, you had a little bit of a delta between a 4% and a 2% mortgage, right? And that money was so, moving into the checking account. Well, guess what? If you're, if you're not getting a 9.1% interest rate on your cash, you're losing buying power there. That's and you're right. donating money over a 30-year period of time in the hundreds mm. of thousands of dollars to the financial institution. And what are they doing, by the way? They're making money off of that, right? That's so, right. You know, whether you run a business or you're, you know, you're just looking to better manage your finances, if you don't mm. understand how debt le leverage completely different, right? Leverage is a different conversation. But if you don't understand how the debt on your books mm. works, you mm. really, really need to look under the hood. And yeah. 
you know, and I think that was, I think that was something Murray that you recognized. And so you became a client of, uh, of the organization that you work with mm-hmm. and, then what happened? Then I became, then I said, look, I got to share this with as many people as possible because I didn't know this stuff. It was, it was embarrassing, but enlightening. Yeah. And uh, I just, I'm a, I'm a, I'm on a campaign to, I feel like we have the cure for cancer here. Uh, I'm on a campaign to educate people on this. I mean, I think there's a reason why they don't teach this stuff in school. I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence. Um, they don't give you a manual when you have debt. I didn't know this stuff. Again, I'm going to say that again. I didn't. But by the I, way, I, the institutions, they'll hand out massive amounts of debt to you in the form of student loans. It's they'll brutal. It's brutal. Right and, then, and then when I was a student, yeah. I don't know if this happened to you, but they used to, they was, there was vultures on campus handing out credit card applications. You know, congratulations, you qualify for, for a credit card. And at the time, no one, I didn't know anything about credit cards, but it was, it was cool to have a credit card. So we were we were sucking those down, you know, and they tell you to take cash advances on it. Right. You know, yes, <laughs> that's right. And so they're preying on. So there's a famous quote that somebody uh, the success of the financial institutions is based on the illiteracy of the consumer. Oh, God. And, um, you know, you see that more and more. When's the last time you saw a car commercial where they actually told you what the friggin price was? You know? No, they'd say how much money down and so and so money a month. Yep. It's designed to confuse the crap out of you. So you can't compare anything. You can't, you can't figure out what the heck it actually costs and how much of that is actually finance charges. Yeah. It's designed to, you know, to, to confuse the consumer. And so um, uh, what, I, what I was I going to say, there, there was something I wanted to. And by oh, the so- way, Hey Murray, the other thing that they don't do, they don't proactively give proactively give you a call when interest rates become more favorable. To no. Say, hey, do you want to refinance this? Even though it might not be the right thing to do anyway. They right? never do. But yeah. They, yeah. It's just set, forget and leave you in debt. You yeah. And, 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 you know, remember all that is, 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 is banking profit or whoever gave you the money's profit. I'm not saying all debt is bad. I mean, you can, there, there is good debt. You've got to know how to use it. It's a two edged sword. Um, but I will say that if there was a way to pay less interest, wouldn't you want to learn how to do that? Even if it was good debt, mm-hmm. you know, you can with our program, you can run an analysis and see, does it make more sense to invest in, an, in uh, you know, uh, investment A or pay off the debt you have now? And you can see how much interest you're saving and you can compare it to the return you would have got mm-hmm. to see if it makes sense. I'm not saying always pay off the debt, but at least you'll have data to make a better uh, decision. It's very powerful. And so I feel like, you know, I, I want to share this with as many people as possible. I want to try to level the playing field with people. And uh, I, I, I just want to I want to go into the last phase of this real quick and talk a little bit about the history of the company and then how it relates to the gravy, we, the juice that we can give it now. So this program is using banking concepts. And the one of the big concepts is a thing called offset account. Hmm. OK. And you don't have to know what it means, but when they originally wrote the program in 2004, the offset account and, and, you know, when they paid all these NASA engineers, you had to have an offset account of a line of credit, usually a HELOC, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so it used the HELOC sort of like a checkbook. Oh, sure. sure. All right. It took advantage of the favorable interest of a HELOC. You You put your check into the HELOC and then you wrote checks against the debt. Uh, against the HELOC to pay off debt mm-hmm. because the HELOC was always more favorable than, you know, the credit card interest, the mortgage interest and, you know, whatever. Sure. They beta tested this in 2004 to Denver with four, 400 people. A year and a half later, 95% of the people were still using it, which was w- beyond their wildest dreams. And furthermore, uh, I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but something like 70% of, of those people who were still using it achieved uh, 20% better results than they anticipated. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. And the reason they achieved, so that tells you, number one, it's easy to use. Anybody can do this. If you can, if you can do online banking, you can use it. And number two, um, it, it, it gives you financial information to make better decisions. And so it has like a gamification element where you get better at it because you can see the results as it recalculates, you can see the answer. And, you know, do you like that answer? No, well then do something else. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it gives you instant feedback. And so people were getting smarter. And so that was like an added benefit. So people buy this 
for the debt elimination, but it's the users come back to me, the clients come back to me and say, what we really like it for is to be able to, this is for life. Hmm. They can predict what they're going to do. What if I want to buy a new car? What if I want to go on vacation? So the original program was you needed a HELOC as the offset account. In 2008, what happened, Dave? The housing market crashed. So no one could get a HELOC. You, get right? a HELOC they, anymore. Yeah. you couldn't do a HELOC. So they couldn't sell the program anymore because you needed a HELOC. Yeah. <laughs> now, existing users could keep going because they already had a HELOC. But so they had to re-engineer it. So they came up with a new offset account, a simple checking and savings account. OK, so now you're using it like a checkbook because that's what it is. So you didn't need to have good credit. But, you know, if you had a HELOC, you need you needed to have good credit to get a HELOC. But now you didn't need to have good credit. You didn't need to have a house. You just had to have a checking and savings account. And 90 percent of the clients we have, we start them off on that. Actually, everybody, we start them off on on uh, checking and savings. And you can use a HELOC if you want. OK, but you don't have to. So you have an option. There's a setting there. You can change it. Which which method do you want to use? You can get better results with a HELOC, slightly better usually, but it depends. What you can do is put in a what if scenario. What if I went to, what if I bought a HELOC? What would that do? Mm. And you could see if it makes sense to get a HELOC. Um, and, it, you know, you know, it will use the HELOC as the offset account. So that's By the pretty way, cool. Back then, you could write off HELOC that. So you can't do that anymore either anymore. You, you could. Yeah, yeah. You could. Another reason, another reason to get it. And so um, I want to, I want to, I want to bring you into the conversation now. And here's the really exciting news. As a client, I'm even more excited than I am as, a, as an agent, okay? Mm-hmm. Is that they have come up with a third offset account. Oh. Which gives you the ability to build wealth uh, while you're paying off debt. And, you know, it, it uses a, a specially uh, formulated uh, insurance product. Mm-hmm. Okay, the uh, a type that you, you you yourself actually have available at your fingertips for your clients. Yes. So imagine while you're paying off debt that you can build equity at the same time with the same dollar. Oh yeah. So you're using a special cash value. Not every, you know, it's got to be designed with this in mind, right? And you know, you know what I'm talking about. You can do that. Yeah. So that the emphasis is on the cash value, not necessarily the death benefit. Yep. Right. So you're putting all the all your most of your premium in that direction. And then you have access to that and you're using it like a checkbook. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're borrowing money from yourself with no, you know, uh, not going through a bank and you're paying yourself back interest and there's no taxes on that. You know, it just I'm not going to walk through the whole scenario here. Let's just say that. Imagine, you know, it's, it's just a super, I'm, I'm very excited that I can build my retirement while I'm paying off debt. That's right. You know, I mean, and I'm getting a late start here. You know, I, I was a typical 401k guy because I grew up in a corporate sure. environment and they emphasized, you know, um, the stock market, the, Wall Street is in bed with, you know, 401k companies and you know, they, they somehow they got the advantage in marketing. And so everybody that's what everybody's learns is well, 401ks. Marty, Rob had uh, Barry Dyke, who wrote Pirates of Manhattan on his podcast not long ago, and he broke down everything that ha- that is happening there um, on, you know, between Wall Street, Wall Street, 401k, target date funds and all of the different challenges that exist with that. Remember, 401k was only established 1974 up. Until, exactly. Up until that point. Everybody was using pensions. Everybody was using insurance. Everybody was using the predictable outcomes, right? Yeah. When, you know, 74, all things changed, you know? Yeah, yeah. But we've all been conditioned that that's the only, that's the best solution. But, you know, the, and, you know, it's better than nothing, but it doesn't take any, you know, you got taxes, you got uncertainty. Um, it's not, it's not, I, let's just say this. I'm not going to, I wish I'd have known about, cash value life insurance, you know, 30 years ago, this call would be from the, from the Mediterranean. Okay. I'd be (laughs) on the beach somewhere in South France. You know what I mean? Folks, let me just bring you up to speed a little bit on what Murray's referring to, because this is, you know, something that we do obviously at an incredibly high level and something that I, you know, is in my wheelhouse. So when a, a life insurance policy is structured appropriately, 
<clears throat> and you know, done with the right insurance company, right funding, right strategy. There's a lot of things that go into the design of this, including analytics of you know decisions that you've made up until now in your cash flow. But when it's built the right way, it it creates a really really interesting dynamic because um, there are certain there there are ways <clears throat> there are ways that you as you're building cash value in these insurance policies as you're funding it that you you have the ability to take loans against the uh, against the equity that you have in the policy which is that cash value right but that loan is actually against the death benefit of the insurance it's not withdrawing the cash value out which you can do but you don't necessarily want to do it so that loan is against the death benefit but what happens is because of the fact that it's a loan against death benefit Cash is actually remaining intact inside the insurance, right? You have less equity, but it's remaining intact inside the insurance. And so you want to say something, Murray? I hope everybody got that. Yeah. Basically, you're almost earning money twice on the same money. That's so a, that's exactly what's taking place. It, it seems like it should be illegal. <laughs> but the guys who wrote the laws on that happen to be investing in, in insurance. So they there's like a loop. I don't want to say loophole. Yeah. But. Keep going. I mean, no. think think of you. So if you have ten grand yep. in cash value, I'm going to break it down real simple. And you borrow a thousand. It's the ten grand still grows as if it's ten grand, and the thousand you can do whatever you want with it, and then you pay yourself back the thousand. So it's not only growing the ten grand originally, right. but it's the money you borrowed from yourself. Right. You're paying yourself back with yep. interest, so it's growing even faster. Yeah, and, and there's no taxes on the transaction, but go ahead. No, I, sorry. I, no, it's, it's, it's an exciting concept. It's one that doesn't get celebrated because I think that when people look at whole life insurance, you know, in particular, um, people look at whole life insurance and they compare the accumulation of the cash value to markets. And it's like comparing an apple. To, yes. It's like comparing an apple to a hand grenade because they're two completely <laughs> different mechanisms, right? You have extraordinarily low risk on the insurance front, you have any type of risk, investment risk with, you know, the higher risk or the higher returning investments carry just in, intrinsically a higher level of risk, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's called a standard deviation calculation and that they do teach you in college, right? So people who are finance experts out there, they ought to know that, right? But you know, with that, with that re reward comes the potential downside Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it, 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 that, that, number one, that's not what you're comparing. And number two, naysayers in many cases have never experienced bad markets. Right. You know, they have never experienced times when markets have done what they've done the first half of this year. Now, I'm not mm -hmm. saying that's what's going to happen in the second half of the year, although I have my opinion about that. Um, <clears throat> but most people are not accustomed to an S&P 500 that's negative. Most of the people are not accustomed to a NASDAQ that's negative, right? And what I can tell you is that our clients, you know, I, 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 would, I would suggest that the people that we have relationships with that have had cash value life insurance exposure this year are quite happy, mm. you know, quite happy. You know, there's something mm. to be said for diversification of risk, right? Mm -hmm. Money's like matter gets created all the time, never destroyed, just moves around. Right. But to have consistency there and to be able to leverage a dollar, to be able to help to pay down debt while still earning an interest rate on that same dollar is a very, very powerful tool. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, um, you know, I'm really, really excited to hear that, Murray, because that's a. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking, Dave. We'll be talking for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of life. And uh, look, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest with you, Dave. Yeah. Before I learned about this cash value, yep. if someone mentioned the word life insurance and I, I can bet and don't take this personal, but I can bet that a lot of people out there feel the same way. I would say if someone mentions life insurance, I would say, give me the clicker. I got to change this channel. No doubt about it. Because yep. as awesome as the death benefit was. It's just not a, it doesn't motivate me to do anything. But when I learned what you can do with cash value and all the benefits of which one of them you just mentioned is the uh, stability. Uh, no, not the, what's the word for stability? Uh, the, the low risk. Okay. Mm -hmm. At my age, I can't afford what just happened in the last six months, you know? Um, and, you know, the closer you get to retirement, you can't afford that. So oh, the you. ability, the ability to use something like that and, and then, you know, one of the reasons why you may have, you may have some people just don't have the, the, uh, 
the discretionary income to afford maybe mm-hmm. the, the level of cash value uh, life insurance that they'd like to have. Well, now they can get there by paying off debt and uh, get to the level of discretionary income so they can get on the road to financial freedom. You know, I'm still in debt, Dave. Okay. I'm not out of debt, but the level of, here's the real benefit. We haven't even talked about this is my stress level has gone down to zero, right? Because I'm still in debt, but I have a roadmap of how I'm going to get there. Like a financial GPS. I know the steps to take because I have a roadmap. Yep. And, um, you know, I haven't even added the cash value thing yet. That's, I've, I'm getting ready to do that. Okay. I have, so anyway, it's very exciting. I could talk about, you know, eliminating debt. It's, I just really want to make sure everyone understands some basic debt concepts. I hope somebody, everybody learned a little bit out of this and to, uh, you know, to see, to learn what's possible and to kind of think differently. Folks, and uh, there's just a lot, a lot here. So go ahead, Dave. Now, folks, we are Infinity X, uh, stage and microphone with human excellence. This is Murray Bolio. The program is Debt Buster. Replay, we are infinityx.com. We are InfinityX YouTube. And, um, you know, Murray, <clears throat> now that, you know, and we're coming up on the top of the hour here, but, you know, now that, um, You've, you've, you've made this discovery and you're actively working with your company and you're expanding your own personal brand and your business. Um, you know, where do you see, where, you know, where do you see yourself going, you know, and what do you see as future possibility and why do people want to continue to follow what you're up to? Wow. That's a, that's a lot. So first of all, I just want to clarify one thing that I should have told you at the beginning. Uh, the actual company, the program name is Money Max Account. Yes. Uh, yes. Debt Buster is 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 my kind of branding. Okay, yeah. just so. Um, but it's a, and the company uh, is United Financial Freedom. They're out of Utah. It's a privately held company, and the guys who found this founded this company have extremely massive integrity, and they really want to help people. And you can tell they're the kind of guys you want to work with. I mean, I really feel blessed that I have this opportunity. So, uh, long term, and, and and let me add another little gravy here. Uh, I like to partner with guys like Dave, other people in financial services, because uh, I like to I like to help guys like Dave do more of what they're already doing without losing focus. And how can I do that? I can help him get his clients out of debt. And by the way, when I say and I want people to think of this, two things when it comes to debt, for some reason. I get, I get this a lot. Do you have any debt? No, I don't have any debt. You can't help me. Well, do you have a mortgage? Yeah. <laughs> there are tons of people who, who don't think debt mortgage is debt. So make a note of this. Mortgage is debt. <laughs> you know, okay. And um, the, the other thing I want to say is you don't have to be broke debt for this program to work. We have a lot of very rich people who are so rich that they don't realize how much money they're wasting in interest. Yeah. And we get on the program. We had a client that saved, uh, I think two and a half million dollars in less than two years in wow. interest. Okay. Holy so man. this isn't just for people who are broke. That's incredible. If you have a mortgage, if you've refinanced in the last five years, you need to look at this program. I'm, I'm saving 110 grand and my, I'm, I've been here 25 years. So if you have a new mortgage, the meat is on the bone at the beginning of the mortgage when you're paying all that interest, we can save you a lot of money. So I would encourage anybody that has a mortgage, take a look at this college debt, everything else also. Where can they um, find you, Murray? Where they, can they, they, um, they can find me. Uh, the best way to find me is on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, do a search on Debt Buster. There's only me. Okay. Uh, my real name is Murray Bollier. It's a hard name to spell. You can look it up in the show notes. You can, you know, I'm the only Murray Bollier on LinkedIn. Um, and if you want to go to a website that has a little bit more information on my, uh, on our program, uh, you can go to moneymaxaccount.com, all one word, moneymaxaccount.com slash Dr. Murray, D-R-M-U-R-R-A-Y. Love that. D-R-M-U-R-R-A-Y. Yep. Yep. My my initials are M D. <laughs> so 
we were big fans of the uh, Three Stooges episode, Dr. Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, um, <laughs> well, folks, folks, we are, we are InfinityX.com. This is one of the original pioneers. This is my brother, Murray Beaulieu. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the brand is Debt Buster, uh, MoneyMaxAccount.com. Uh, United Financial Freedom, and you can find Murray on LinkedIn. Um, and you know, folks, um, you know, when you know when we when we're running Infinity X, we're looking to add value and open your eyes to possibility of how you can take golden nuggets, apply it to yourself, apply it to your business, apply it to your personal finances, apply it to you know your marketing efforts, etc. Um, and 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 identify people that you want to learn more about what they're up to, right? What their ecosystem can bring to you, right? And, and what, what types of possibilities that they can create. And the relationship with somebody like Murray Bolio is, just, is no different, you know? Um, Murray, I can't thank you enough, brother. Um, for been th- you know- It's been a thrill, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you're, 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 you're very brave to have me back. So, no, but thank you. Very generous. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. Uh, no problem. Murray, it, the honor and privilege was mine sharing the stage with you folks. We are Infinity X every Tuesday, 7 p.m. East Coast time, bringing megapreneurs, people that are doing things differently that you want to pay attention to each and every single week. Replay, we are InfinityX.com. We are InfinityX YouTube. This has been Murray Bolieu. I want to say thank you for spending some time with us this evening, folks. And until next week, we will see you on another episode of We Are Infinity X. Murray, have a wonderful night, my brother. Awesome. Thanks. You too, man. Take it easy. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infinity X. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube by searching We Are Infinity X. Until next time.